once came another man. Style of tall. Go ahead. I'll be honest. I, I played a very high standard. Young uh, superstar. Give some lessons. Determination. Was extremely... Welcome to the Chess Underground. Eccentricities, peculiarities, and theoretical novelties. And I felt be So speaking of Coolio, I think my <clears throat> favorite accomplishment as a parent was teaching my three-year-old how to sing one, two, three, four, get your booty on the floor. Got to, got to get up to get down. Uh, we were speaking of Coolio. <laughs> Check my most recent text, bro. Oh, oops. Yeah. I, I, I think okay. that was yeah. like my proud parent moment when he actually sang that back to me. <clears throat> Okay. Yes. So, Gopal. <laughs> that is what they call a cold intro. Uh, Gopal, we have uh, an interesting idea today. Um, you know, one of the recurrent themes of our show, either directly, overtly, or sort of like indirectly, has been the progression and sort of the omnipresence of chess media these days. For example, mm -hmm. like tournament broadcasts, right? Um, Twitch, right. Yeah, Twitch streams, uh, even even things like, um, you know, the, the Queen's Gambit, the, ne the Netflix show, uh, just how much available chess content there is, right? Well, first of all, I'd like to point out that it's uh, pronounced Gamblet. Um, <laughs> I, I was once approached in a bar and, said, and, you know, this guy told me, like, this actually happened, by the way, not even making this up. Oh, so you're the chest guy, huh? And I was like, no, no, it's, you got the wrong guy, man. And then, yeah, he's like, yo, that homegirl from the Queen's Gambit, like, she's going to mess you up. Like, obviously, I've, uh, you know, certain things are redacted. But I just right. wanted to update you on that pronunciation. Okay, so Queen's Gambit. Yes. Um, much appreciated. Harry Potter and the Gambit of Fire. Like. <laughs> Uh, where, you know, they also have wizard's chess in that, right? I mean, it's everywhere in the media these days. Yeah. So you were kind of thinking, like, what is the next new horizon of chess media? Yes, and, absolutely. Yes. And I really love what you came up with. Can you kind of explain what is the new, the next new horizon, new horizons, doo -doo 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 -doo, the more you know, of chess uh, entertainment, chess media entertainment? So... You know, this idea had been in the works for a while, like probably since 2017 to, you know, the start of the pandemic, like when everybody was in lockdown. Uh, so at that time, I was greatly influenced by shows like Eric Andre, Eric Andre show. I love his street sketches or whatever. Um, I also love the stuff that, you know, just Ranch like pure burrito. sketch comedy. Pardon? Ranch me, Bromito. Exactly. Legalize ranch. Um, so basically, uh, you know, I wanted to form a sketch, like a series of sketch comedy or, you know, comedy sketches rather that sort of encapsulate the absurdity of what it's like to play in an American Swiss tournament. And so um, the format might have to be revised because like in the last few years, like with the rise of uh, TikTok and like other real forms of entertainment, um, you know, I think that could be pretty decent, but maybe you won't be able to go into as much detail. Right. Because but of the, that's the time limitation, the essentially. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think sometimes to fully capture the absurdity, um, you know, it would need to be just like a proper sketch, but you know, that's kind of uh, more of the details. Essentially, like I said, the 
I, at least that's how I would describe it. You know, in one, it's trying to capture the absurdity of the hectic goings on of an American Swiss tournament. What about you? No, I think that's perfect. Um, so the idea that we have today to sort of illustrate that exact concept is we're going to give some of our New Horizons chess sketch comedy ideas. We're going to present them and kind of go through them and, and explain them a bit as to what that would look like. And I kind of think, similar to Lee Chess, let me know how you feel about this, Gopal. I kind of think anything that we propose today should just be completely open source. Like if you're out there, you're a listener and you want to take that and run with it and you want to make a chess sketch comedy TikTok, like feel free. How do you mm. feel about open source chess comedy? Yeah, but maybe not with my ideas. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I'll probably be a little annoyed. Okay. So at the risk of making Gopal... Me doxing you? Yes. Right. Yes. At the risk of Gopal... Incurring the wrath of Gopal, um, it is open source with the sort of like what do they call that? The fine print, the the little, the small text. You know, any uh, any usage of said open source ideas may infuriate Gopal. If I doxed you, if I dox you, it will not be in small text. Right, I guarantee. I believe you, me, that <laughs> this is what will happen. Okay, so um, with, with that said, and without further ado, we have uh, a list here of some very interesting sketch, uh, chess sketch comedy, like short, short skit titles. And we're going to go through them one by one. And Gopal, you're going to kind of explain it a bit. And then we're going to maybe flesh out uh, a, a bit beyond that. Are you ready? Are you ready to go for number one? Uh, yes. Also, before we do that, um, are you going to read these in the in my, you know, sort of original shorthand note form? 100% absolutely, you? yes. Okay, great. Okay. Is that acceptable? That's the only acceptable way, in my opinion. Right. So I actually think it's important that we do that. So just to clarify for the listeners, Gopal sent me his um, chess sketch comedy in a notes file on the iPhone. Um, and it literally just has sort of some very brief shorthand, like, um, intros to what the sketch may be, which I think actually makes it even better because it leaves, leaves it a little open-ended and uh, sort of presenting it in its original, right? It's like the, what do they call it when it's like the original source? Is that the name of it? First source, first text or something? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, first right? text, bottom text, right? It's, yeah. it's all the same thing. So presenting it in that format, I think is really important. So that was my plan. Excellent. Okay. Are you ready for numero uno? I'm ready. Okay. My body's ready. Number one on our chess sketch comedy open source, uh, you know, parentheses, maybe potentially incurring the wrath of Gopal in parentheses. Um, first chess skit tournament advertising on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, this I feel like is almost self explanatory. I mean, I'd be curious to see how. Um, you would develop this one. I think this was probably one, by the way, also full credit must be given to um, the other boys, the chest house, um, William Aramil, Akash Miduri, Michael Auger, and uh, Max Zinsky. Like we all came up with this. This one, I'm, I'm pretty sure came about when after like some substances we were just throwing out some ideas and I just said, man, wouldn't that be hilarious if CCA started advertising their tournaments on Craigslist? So you let's know, say like as one would in the personal section. What's up? That, so that was actually going to be my first question. So first question, let's say you're a tournament organizer. You're just tournament organizer X, go Paul, the tournament organizer. And yeah. you want to, you want to make your ad, uh, your tournament ad on Craigslist. So my first question is which category would you post it in? Well, I don't think it would be missed connections. I think that would be, I actually, as I'm saying this, I kind of want to search through Craigslist right now, if it still exists um, to see if anybody has posted about a missed connection at a chess tournament. It does still exist. Craigslist still exists. I actually thought it might be really funny to have like a chess tournament Craigslist ad in like the personals, 
you know, mm-hmm. like tournament seeking player. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> must understand rules of the game. Uh, yeah. Must, M- must refer M4M to in our case. What's that? M4N in our case. <laughs> right. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read a few categories. Okay. So personals is sort of the obvious humorous one, right? So I'm going to read a few categories and I want you to pick one and then give me a sample TLA for that category. Okay. Now out of hand, I'm just simply going to rule out event because that seems like way too straightforward. Yeah. That's not, no, no. Okay. So we're going to start in the community category. Okay. Okay. And again, even within community, there's one called events, but I have a better one here under community. There is a category called rants and raves. Okay. So how does the Rants and Raves tournament announcement look like for uh, Gopal's Chess Open? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> let's see. Now, um, you know, whatever, time control information, blah, blah, blah. Now featuring toilets covered with urine at the start of the <laughs> oh, event. <no. laughs> right? Because it, it's referring to, for those... Uh, um, listeners and friends or enemies of the pod, whatever people say, um, that haven't been to a chess tournament yet. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a well-known thing that the closest bathrooms get, uh, or they deteriorate in condition throughout the day in tournament. Um, yes, this is true. This is a common problem. This is why I think we talked about this before. It's important to find the secret bathroom in a chess tournament. It's a little bit further away, right? it can be nearly pristine and it's just your moment of peace. So um, everything normal, but with this additional caveat for the rants and raves. Right. Yeah. Cause I feel like that would be a subject of like contention for most people, right? This, uh, you know, how the amount of urine that covers the toilets. Yeah. It can get pretty bad, particularly if, you know, if there's only one like quote unquote players bathroom, right. That's when the secret secret restroom becomes so important. Okay. Now, um, also, Oh, maybe sort of fine print could be like pairing subject to change, um, you know, three times before the first round. (laughs) Like we've all like, it's, it's already the worst, right? When I think a lot of experienced tournament players have been through that, right? Where the whole round gets repaired. And you're already in that first awkward moment with the first opponent before game start. And then you have to like, no, that's why I always show up late. Yeah, man. I feel you on that one. Yeah. But you know, then there's time pressure. So what am I going to do? Show up on time. What's the (laughs) talk to my opponent? (laughs) (laughs) No way. Be personable. Come on now. Absolutely not. What's the latest you've ever showed up to a game and won? Oh, um, great story. 45 minutes, 40 or 45 minutes. I believe maybe 40 actually. Um, I had to pick somebody up and we were late cause it was coming from Chicago to Wheeling. So there's, uh, oh, yeah. an exit that was out and it's like daytime traffic on a weekend. So it was pretty bad. And I was facing Grandmaster Nikola Mitkov and I won. Wow. Nice. In a, yeah, it was a game like 75 maybe or something like that game 90. But like, yeah, that was the first time I ever beat a GM in a slow game. Speaking of Grandmaster Nikola Midkov and you yourself, you were both present to witness my latest ever arrival and win. And it was the exact same scenario of going from downtown Chicago to Wheeling. Um, you may recall it was against uh, Albert Chow. That was the person the that I picked up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and because of him, like, yeah, we were late. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think I made it. How, with about, how late were you? Half an hour? I think I made it with about 20 minutes left before my hour forfeit. So okay, probably so about, about equal to yeah, where you were. Um, okay, let's speed run a couple of these. So again, oh. remember. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what were we talking about right before this? Rants and raves. Rants and raves. No, no, no. no. There was arriving okay, late. So the toilet. Oh, personable. Yeah, repairing right. the round Ew, multiple no. times. I got it. So the advertisement, so they, this tournament in the rants and rave section has a side event. The blitz tournament starts at 7.30, but then finishes at 2 a.m. Oh, man, I've played in one like that. I've actually yes, that's what I'm referring played to. in one of those. This was the, le- the legendary 
Chicago Open Blitz tournament where after round one, the pairings got screwed up. And I guess somehow their excuse, what was it, that they had to do the pairings by hand? There was something that went wrong where they lost all the data, is my understanding. And I just remember in the final round, uh, literally, like, GM, GMs were just, like, sleeping in the hallway. Like, actually, yeah. f- like, fully asleep in the hallway while they were pairing the rounds. It was, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so here's, here's, let's do this. I'm going to speed run a couple. Are you up for some improv? Mm. You have your improv juices flowing. It's the cringiest medium of comedy, but maybe. So my suggestion, I'm going to speed run a couple categories. You give me a TLA for that category. Okay. Number one, for sale motorcycle parts. Uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you do this? You seem to be more in touch with this. But you are the comedian, my friend. I'll, I'll give it a stab. I'll give it a stab. All right. So TLA, you have all of your, your, your normal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then, like, for example... Have you ever seen the tournament life announcement where they'll give the, uh, like, there'll be some, like, quote-unquote extras or, like, special things, like, they'll call it, like, a festival? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, we'd have, like, a live a live barbecue in the motorcycle shop, like, the machine shed, uh, in oh. between rounds, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. A special appearance by Leonard Skinner. And uh, uh, so you know how at, at some U.S. tournaments, like U.S. amateur team tournaments, there's costumes are encouraged, Right. Right. So this would be like best sleeveless leather vest, like combo, costume combo. Oh, okay. That's excellent. Right. There's my motorcycle parts TLA. Just, you know, a good time for the whole family. Just um, a tournament (laughs) and, you know, some hogs. A tournament and some hogs. That's exactly right. In in multiple ways, right? Barbecue, leather jackets, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> probably can make some Man, smoothies yeah. as well, right? Some smoothies? Yeah. Um, I don't know okay. It's really, but yeah. That, yeah, yeah sure. maybe that's not quite within the theme. Fair enough. Um, okay. Oh, 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 well, smoothies implies blenders and hogs. And, and look, as we know, hogs and Vitamix brand high performance blenders go very well together. That would be an interesting combo. Um, so, all right, I've got another one here. Are you ready? This mm-hmm. is. Uh, now that you've got your juices flowing and I kind of gave a, a sample, you want to try one? Have I warmed um, up the goats? Yeah, okay. The the top might be blocked, but we can try. I understand. Services. Okay, this is within the category services. And mm-hmm. the service is health and wellness. Um, <laughs> man, what would they do for health and wellness? Oh, okay. So you remember those scholastic tournaments where like okay, the only food that they would have available is just, uh, like, the greasiest pizza in the world. Or, yeah, or, like, a hot know, dog. Just like, right, yeah, just... So, somehow, it would be even worse. Like, like I don't know. I'm trying to think what's the epitome of um, American decadence, but, like, serving that... I saw one time at the Iowa State Fair chocolate-covered bacon. Okay. So you're taking this the opposite end of health and wellness, I see. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. See, I was thinking like, you know, yoga, meditation in between rounds, that sort of thing. Uh, led by, okay, yeah, neurotic tournament director. Sure. For, absolutely. I think that um, generally speaking, uh, health and wellness like could definitely integrate with a tournament in a variety of ways. Um, mm-hmm. The first one being... Uh, I mean, how funny would it be if you had to, you know, like, for example, there was like lentil quinoa salads in between. <laughs> in between. Oh, 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 but they're mandatory. Right. Like mandatory your... lentil quinoa, like um, energy boost or whatever you want to call it. Right. Okay. And meditation, right? Like maybe uh, required group meditation prior to round start. Speaking of like the awkward moments before your, your game starts with your opponent. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were required to do some sort of like uh, some guided meditation as well. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it, it reminds me of like, um, just because I'm imagining the, the person trying to like calm you down or whatever. But, uh, do you remember the show? Oh, what was it? What was it called? It was, um, it's not crank yankers. It was, it was like a British show where they would do pranks in public. It used to be on comedy central. I remember the show. I can't remember the title. Hosted of it. by Dom Jolly. 
Um, yeah. What's the guy's name? Um, Trigger Happy TV. That's what it was. Okay. So he had this. Uh, he had this bit where he would always have this like oversized phone or something like that, <laughs> or like these oversized <laughs> headphones, and then he'd be listening to stuff, and then. There was one where he was, he was just out in public and it's, it's just saying like, there is no need to lash out. You are in control. <laughs> they are not trying to attack you. Like, you know, this is perfect. just right. Just leading the guided meditation with something like that. Or maybe back in the good old days when you could play with headphones on. Except in chess, they are kind of trying to attack you, right? Oh, well, yeah, of course. I That's wonder thing, what impact like, that would have on the games. Like if, if this actually happened, like hypothetically, mm-hmm. if this actually happened, would there just be like a ton of draws because of like psychology and the impact? I don't know. I feel like I would try to go the opposite way out of spite. <laughs> okay. You're ready to speed run one more and then we'll get to our next, next chess, chess uh, sketch idea. Sure. Okay. This is jobs. Okay. Human mm-hmm. resources. Oh, boy. Um, What's your jobs, human resources, Craigslist uh, tournament, TLA, oh tournament man. life announcement? I mean, I it, it feel like it all, all it kind of writes itself, but as far as something that's appropriate, um, let's see. I mean... Job fair? <clears throat> there. Okay, so there were some other ideas, right, like in the... that I think could fit alongside that. Um, how about this? Oh, Going along what we talked about, um, with what we talked about, um, yeah, my opponent's small talk is way too annoying before the game. And so <laughs> I have to go to human resources for that. Oh, file a report. So maybe in yeah. the TLA, there's like a, a you know, in a, it's a normal TLA, but sort of at the end, it's like, we also have a, an HR department, should you wish to file any complaints? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, that would be my biggest pet peeve. Because like, obviously, I would like to show up on time but like i said to be personable socialize it's asking no, way thank too you. much yeah exactly it really is so would this be let me ask you a question if if a tournament advertised that the tournament itself had an hr department would this be a more ad, a more appealing event for you um i don't know I wonder, because I wonder if I myself would get reported to HR, but I don't think there's anything that they could report me to. Also, how funny know, would it be... This is just the paranoid part of my brain, huh? How funny would it be if players before entering had to do an interview with HR as well? Like, I can imagine that in a skid, right? Like, the interview to register for the chess tournament, like, you register, everything's normal, and then right when you click register at the end on the website, a yeah. video call pops up, and they're like, oh, I see you want to register for the tournament, let's do an interview. <laughs> Oh, okay. I feel like that's a great chess skit waiting to happen. Okay, absolutely. And, like, I think to go along with that, the more uh, basic version would be, like, the exit interview. Like, everybody does oh, after yeah. the... Yeah. Right? So, like... How you was know, your round five opponent? Oh, well, yeah. You know, I... Oh, God, I was completely winning, blah, 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 this, that, the usual nonsense, right? Right. And he brought, then... He brought noodles to the game and ate them in front of me. Right. But that would be kind of funny to see, like the HR department break the hearts of those goofballs, right? Actually, that's a great, that's a great chess sketch in itself. Just like chess tournament exit interviews. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. I know. Open source at the wrath of Google. No, not really. Uh, Do you but think okay. any of these are going to pop up? Like, are we going to see like somebody actually take these? Like, Nobody listens to this podcast. So no. to this, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we ready for the next chess sketch? New horizon, new horizons. Chess. Sketch. Yes. Okay, are you ready? Let's Here we go. Uh, ordering openings from a restaurant with waiter recommendations. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, this idea originated um, because I sort of fancied myself a sommelier for chess in general. Um, mm-hmm. After, like, let's say, you know, let's say after a few substances, uh, you know, you want to see some cool stuff. I'll show you some cool stuff and I'll curate it just for you. It's kind of a cool, much cooler version and much less paying version of what I already do as a chess teacher Mm -hmm. of sorts. Um, 
but yeah, I figured like uh, this could, yeah, this waiter or sommelier could, um, you know, just the the basic idea was, of course, you're ordering, you're like, well, I'm in the mood for something more of this. And then like, there's some, you know, witty banter back and forth. And then I'm, you know, we're talking about openings, right? That's the basic version. Um, I haven't really expanded much upon this or revisited it since I wrote it, but I feel like chess sommelier is a great idea for a website. Right. Maybe I mean, chess.com like chess S O M chess. Somalia. Okay. Yeah. Chess. Isn't it kind of like a form of, uh, I don't know, field. Like, aren't they unable to like tell the difference between different types of like bottle wine or something in like blind taste tests? Is that true? I actually didn't know that. I have like I'm. I will uh, reveal my unsophisticatedness. I just enjoy uh, a glass of wine, but I don't like think about it. You know, I don't try to like swirl it or do the tannins and get the flavors and whatever. You don't um, sniff your socks beforehand. Correct. To, no, to to cleanse to really, my palate. Yeah. Well, yeah, and to really just enjoy the moment. Draw, yeah, draw, draw the distinction. No, um, I, I didn't know that. Is that true? Is that, has that been shown that like they can't in a in a blind taste test they can't figure anything out? Uh, in my uneducated and unformed brain, yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I have seen in one study, like, I don't know if it's like a constant thing though, mm-hmm. you know? Interesting. That's sort of fascinating. But well, I obviously thought, in chess, yeah. chess is like far more concrete, right? Mm-hmm. What would that look like if you were trying to do, like, I'm, okay, I'm trying to formulate this idea, like a blind taste test for an opening, but, um, you're trying to like get a read on the student to determine what openings to to show them or recommend. Um, I mean, first of all, my thought is, isn't this what we like already do, especially with new students? Oh, good point. Because you don't have much information, right? Right. Yeah. And plus like a common thing as a coach uh, that I'm sure you've experienced with people of all ages, basically where, you know, they say, well, they have this sort of narr- narrative where, oh, I'm an aggressive player. I don't like boring openings or whatever. Um, right. It's interesting and, you bring that up. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and finish. I have I have a very interesting thought on this. Right. And the, but basically, like this sort of narrative is number one, like the finger is not even on the pulse. Number two, um, I went through this experience kind of with a student recently where the student was playing something along the lines of, let's say, like a Rubenstein French or a Fort Knox French, where after D E4, Knight E4, Bishop D7, you know, they go Bishop C6, try to trade off the light squared Bishop. So, like, yeah, not the, I mean, pretty solid. Um, But I remember them telling me, yeah, but I, you know, it just kind of worries me against lower rated players. Like, how do I not have an advantage by move 10 is black? Or how am I not getting a more aggressive position? I'm like, uh, I mean, do you do you look at the moves that you're making first of all? <laughs> like, how what do you what are you ex- trying to? Chesssong.com. That's your that's your um, tagline. Yeah. Do you look at the moves that you're making? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's just me frowning. And right. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's the image we need for the show notes. It's Gopal frowning. Exactly. So um, it's interesting you brought this up because I actually just had this conversation with another coach very recently. And the gist of the conversation was how oftentimes the role of the coach is to sort of save the student from themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like students really enjoy like, oh, I, you know, I, I really like gambits and I'm going to play gambits because I'm an aggressive player. And one of your roles, you know, as a coach is to try to help the student become sort of a more like wholesome or holistic chess player where they can excel in all positions, right? And yeah, sometimes you, I, I feel yeah, like I just say universal. Yeah. Universal, yeah, perfect. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And so sometimes it feels almost like you have to save them from themselves because they um, try to, I think oftentimes, and I don't know if this is your experience too, but students try to pigeonhole themselves into like, I'm a this type of player. And oh, what, ends up happening, always. what ends up happening is if they don't get positions that suit them, they just collapse and fall apart. Right. And then, you know, it's, if, it's, if you're like a lower rated opponent, it could, you know, you could chalk it up to, oh, you know, I'm, I was bored to death by my cowardly opponent's approach or, or whatever, you know? Right. When in fact, the truth is like, this is the type of position that you need, you need to work on. Um, right. And as Steinitz, 
Yes, exactly. And as Steinitz demonstrated a long time ago, you know, it's not just all dashing attacks and sacrifices. Like chess is a logical game in which you're trying to win. Like you have to pay attention to these other facets of the position. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. And the other, the other famous quote that comes to mind, again, I'll reference the Yusupov book uh, that we've talked about so many times, just training for the tournament player. Where, you know, I think he says something along the lines of you're only as strong as your greatest weakness, right? So right. whatever your whatever your greatest weakness is, however, however strong you are in that, that's how strong you are in general. So you should repair your weaknesses. Here, before we move on from this, I, I remember hearing, I believe, um a friend who's close to Jan Elvist or Leonid Udasna. I can't remember who said it, but I think I want to say it was Elvist said that like your weaknesses will always be your weaknesses throughout your entire chess career. Interesting. And so you should, you know, spend time. Like, I think he said something like you should spend time doing what you enjoy. Um, That's yeah. an interesting I mean, take. That's a really interesting take. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that was an interesting take. Right. Cause especially as, as coaches, um, you know, we, even us, we don't necessarily have like a sunshine or bubblegum view of the world, but you know, we like, we would want to think, right. That, you know, you could improve your weaknesses or you could turn them around or whatever, turn them into strengths even. Right. But I mean, it's interesting hearing, um, from somebody at the highest level, you know, a former top 10 player in the world, like behind the, the two case in the late eighties. Yeah, actually, it's it's quite unique because so when I first start with a new student, one of the questions I get the most is like, what should I do to improve? And the answer that I give is I say, okay, you know, you want to do three things every week and you want to do them well. You know, don't rush through them, you know, treat them seriously. You want to play games, you want to um, solve tactics and you want to study something. But be and intentional about it. Be intentional about it, precisely. Invariably, the question that I will get is, study what? And I'll, you know, I'll be very upfront and I'll say, sometimes I'm going to tell you what to study as your coach. I'm going to give you what to study. But if you have your own study time, study what is fun for you. Study what interests you. You know, if it's a YouTube video, watch a YouTube video. If it's um, reading through an openings book, go for it. You know, have fun with it. So I kind of give an answer very similar to this Elvis quote, obviously not not quite to the, the depth that he did, right, in terms of your weaknesses are going to be your weaknesses, so have fun. Um, but yeah, I, I like that bit of advice actually after hearing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily like half fun, but it was just like, Do yeah, you might as well just, yeah. yeah, you know, strengthen your strengths. Um, okay. We have one more chess sketch, open source parentheses, maybe not really uh, in parentheses um, idea that we want to share. Uh, so here it is. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I would love this. I think this is just a great one. Entrance songs for the roped off area. Ah, yes. Um, I mean, I haven't really developed this again, like most of the ideas, but I mean, basically I was just thinking about uh, all the ridiculous moments from the WWE. I don't know what they're <laughs> calling it these days. Um, w Smackdown or whatever. Yeah. The WCW, WWF, whatever. Uh, yeah. I remember when it was WWF, but then the worldwide sued them so then it became wwe i believe um but yeah just something like that you know i uh i often wonder what my entrance song would be i feel like it changes uh kind of based on my mood Um, that was going to be one of my questions is what would your intro song be um i doubt most of the listeners would know but i mean um it would be my friend um my old roommate, Alex, uh, whose producer name is Unk, U-H-N-K, um, he has a remix of the song Maniac by Peekaboo. Oh, wow. And, okay. and it's interesting because he, he used to open some of his shows like this where it starts off like a very cheesy techno song. And it goes on for a couple minutes, but then it goes on to um, switch up. And then there's like a very heavy drop. And it, it just kind of comes like out of nowhere and it like surprises a lot of people. So 
I think that would be my entrance song. Probably a bit long, so we could just go straight to the drop, to be honest with you. Um, But yeah, um, you know, I I would just come up. I would have, uh, like, my water bottle, and then the lights would go off, and then, like, (laughs) they would come back on only on my face, and then, like, I'd drink the water, and then I'd, like, spit it up in the air. Uh, I forgot who was famous for that. Some, Some wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right. So I think I've actually I've actually thought about what my intro song would be if I ever got one. And there's a part of me that wants to go with like the 1990s Chicago Bulls intro music because that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to date myself a bit here. I think I would pick Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix because the buildup is really great. And I, I think it would just That's be a true. Really fun yeah, one. that is. Yeah, that is a great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm surprised that's, that's more like, you know, pro athletes don't pick that one because it's such a great like build up, you know, intro type thing. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, you know, I think kind of like with my song, I mean, I would abbreviate it and I'd be fine with it. And you totally could abbreviate um, Voodoo Child to, be, could, to yeah. be an entrance song. But then the the effect isn't there. You know, you really have to stick with it. I would only want to get to like that first really heavy guitar guitar drop, right? Like you get the intro music and then, you know, when the first really heavy guitar comes in, maybe like a few seconds after that, that would be the end of the intro. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But still, even, you know, even for that point, like we're in the, you know, age of the TikTok attention span. Right. Oh, man. What a great quote. The age of the TikTok attention span. And that's not just like, uh, I'm not trying to at anybody, you know. I'm uh, actually going to write that down. That's going to ADHD, like, you know, it's, 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 it's rough. It's hard out here. That's why I don't go on TikTok because I know I would just, it would, yeah, it would be just such a time suck for me. They're like making TikTok illegal in some states, but I, I will confess that um, I basically learned how to cook off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway... Um, yeah, you know, this is one actually in terms of chess sketch ideas, this is one that I could actually see happen. Like, could you imagine like at Vikanze or like some super tournaments? What if they just allowed players to do this? How cool would that be? I think it'd be fantastic. I think, you know, like chess, especially with the, a lot of the younger elite players, like it's getting a less stuffy image. Yeah, Um, exactly. But can and you how imagine, cool would it be to see like who, like what songs the top players would pick for their intro music? I would love that. Okay, I I have two players that we should think of entrance songs for, but also how funny it would be because of uh, how uncomfortable they would be. I I think Maybe like three. Carlson would be like forgot about Gray, for sure. Yeah, right. Okay, he yeah. he would be fine with it, right? He would he would probably love it even. Um, right. Okay, so the first player, uh, Vishwanathan Anand. I feel like he's like a, like a classic <laughs> rock guy, like British classic rock. I don't know. I could be way off base. Okay. But I see him as something like uh, like uh, the animals or... Boy, I don't even know. Exactly. There's see. a band called The Trogs. Maybe The Trogs. Maybe he's like into like some obscure like British rock. Sex Pistols? Yeah, something like that. Exactly. How, that, I think, yeah. I don't that know. That would be bizarre. <laughs> this is um, pure conjecture. <laughs> what about... David Navarra. Uh, so he sings, right? Oh, so I on stream, about that. Yeah, on stream, he actually sings on stream. So I feel like his intro music would probably be that. Like, he would just sing his Himself way singing? Court. Yeah, maybe not even a recording of himself singing. Like, they just, a like, give him, world. like, a mic or something, you know? I don't I remember what songs I saw him world. singing on, on, on stream. But that would be a good one. Hmm. Okay, what about Alexei Shiro? Ooh, um, I'm just trying to think of somebody who would either be yeah. annoyed or uncomfortable by the the ceremony. Maybe like Enter Sandman by Metallica or something like that. I feel like he would have something like really like cool and you know sharp and kind of like his style of play. Fire on the board. Okay, but what if when he's maybe Fire in, by Jimi Hendrix? That could be. Um, but I liked Enter Sandman because what if it's Enter Sandman, but it never drops. It's just this, the beginning over exactly. and over again. Yeah. And just can you imagine that technical glitch and him getting everybody? Oh, man. I'm just <laughs> uncomfortable thinking about it. 
Right. Yeah. Okay, so since we're on top-level tournaments, this is a great segue into a segment that we haven't done in a while, which is this month in chess. And let's start here, Gopal. The first news item, we have three news items to talk about. We'll hit them point by point. The first one is WR Masters, held, I believe, in Dusseldorf, Germany, was just won by Levon Aronian. Welcome back, Lev. What a great performance. Have you followed this event? I have. What are your thoughts? Uh, it, was, it was very interesting. I mean, um, kind of nice to see Aronian playing like the chess that we you feel kind of has his brand. Like very dynamic, almost kind of unnecessarily, maybe needing to sacrifice stuff. Like his game against Wesley, I, I really love that game. Um, mostly because like I had analyzed this idea already and I showed it to a friend like last year. Oh, really? Um, nice. Yeah, and uh, this also, yeah, I was kind of disappointed to see that it was recommended, um, I believe, in Igor Lisig's The Modern Nimzo Indian, mm-hmm. which is a relatively new book by Chess Stars. Because, that you know, E3 Nimzo, like, very in- interesting opening for both sides. So I had explored this idea, and it was, it was pretty new. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to see him back. Also, I mean, even though he stumbled uh, close to the end, like it was nice to see him get it at the end because it was looking like that for a while, you know. Yeah, actually, he got it in a in a three way playoff with Nepo and Gukesh. Right. Um, so, really interesting finish to that. Um, you can check it out. There's there's tons of sites that covered it. WR Masters is the tournament uh, name, and Leveronian uh, playing for the American flag has won oh, yeah, uh, sure. that event. So congrats to Lev. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of top-level players, second news item, this is an interesting one, Alireza Ferruja looking to start a career in fashion. More power to him. By the way, just here real quick, sorry, I, I, I want to go back to that, but what okay. if, because uh, I forgot Aronian was playing under an American flag. Do you think what it, like he would feel embarrassed or uncomfortable if his entrance song was like proud to be an American. I know my, I would, I would be very, (laughs) if we were, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, right? Because we have such a different perspective, you know, sort of being here. And um, I think, I think it's probably different if you, if you intentionally transfer, right. There's a different thinking person and, you know, America does suck, but, um, (laughs) but anyway, what do you mean? We've only got like uh, massive environmental problems in Ohio and uh, yada, yada, yada. I mean, like healthcare, who needs that? <laughs> right. Like what, what is that even, you know? Yeah. Unclear. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, point two, uh, moving on. Um, Ali Reza Ferruja, fashion yeah. icon. I'll tell you what, I would love to start my own fashion brand. That's, that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, he's like to be an elite player. Um, you know, he has to maintain that position, right? First of all, to, uh, yeah, just to like, you know, keep up tournament appearances and like, uh, all that stuff, you know, do you think he, he will, or do you think he's all in on the fashion line? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I can, people are wondering like, why, 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 you know, but like being an elite player is kind of thankless these days, right? Like, and difficult. you know, yeah. How do you, how often do you want to like try to just find all these like new ideas against the Berlin or something, you know, <laughs> but like, like basically move 27. People, yeah. Right. I mean, people are just, if, if, cause he's one of the big dogs, like they're really not gonna, um, you know, take too many chances against him. Like the, the example I like to use with, to draw up analogies, uh, when Wesley so rose to the top, because when he was trying to cut his teeth to go into the elite, you know, he would be the guy that people were taking chances against. Um, right. But then, you know, he got up to like, what, number two in the world. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, okay. All right, whatever. And then so, you know, then they will play their QGDs with Bishop E7 and their Berlin defenses. And then just like, really, that's kind of how you kill chess just by if we don't explore the richness of this game. These are great openings, you know. Um, And yeah, you were probably, you're definitely taking like some risk to play something else, but you know, when nobody really wants to take chances, like who cares? Like nothing special is happening. So, you know, he could he could make better money 
also being um, in fashion. And plus, at such a young age, he has seen so much and he's done so much. Like, as far as his mental health's concerned, like, maybe he's just not into it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that could very well be the case. You know, I, I, yeah. thankless is a great term to describe the, you know, the amount of work you know, that is required. I think that that is a great term. I wonder, I, I wonder if it's going to be like chess themed apparel, because on one hand, I think kind of cool. On the other hand, I think kind of super not cool. Chess themed apparel in general, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen people uh, kind of do this with, with pool, um, where they, they would have like all these American flags and like these pool kind of athletic uh, type wear thingies. And Every time I, I see, I go to tournaments and I see that it's usually like a, a pool tournament. It's usually some like very low rate, rated player. And I just think to myself like, well, okay. Um, so I think that actually, I, I, here's my question. Pool, chess, what is the critical component for a fashion item regarding either one? Like, is it sweat wicking? or sweat breathability yeah but you know like those athletic wear where it's like all oh, right, right, sweat right. wicking shirt or whatever it's just a funny word um <laughs> you know i think uh, breathability is huge although they there are usually opposite problems like sometimes in pool it's quite sweaty since you're you're moving around a lot um you yeah know, and chest you're like focusing and there's some tension right right and plus if we were to go back to our you know sketch comedy um you know talk, thinking about the environment in which there the tournaments are held in very often it's in a in a hotel and like though and as we know those uh ballrooms are cold as shit to be frank yeah although actually sometimes if you get too many too many bodies in the room they can really heat up quickly but you're yeah, right generally true. speaking they're freezing and if you have like an ice water it's like double double whammy mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, exactly. All but, right. Th- oh, more on this or shall we move on to third? I think both are great for sweat wicking for pool and thermo, maybe, thermal yeah. wear. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can have thermal sweat wicking gear for chess. I think they make that. Mm-hmm. Make it for cycling. Maybe, maybe sure. we can uh, wick each other's sweat after this recording. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So we'll move on. Um, okay, third, uh, third and final this month in chess. Uh, very interesting one, and uh, from a personal note, exciting one. U.S. Chess, our organization, has just this past month crossed 100,000 members. Gopal, this is a huge milestone in our 83-year history. It's never happened before. Hey, more in the rating pool, right? Mm-hmm. That's honestly surprising i i would have thought that i mean sorry it just it, like i'm not trying to diminish the accomplishment or something but like you, you know you would think that chess yeah i mean you'd have more members i mean but that that's fantastic yeah this, um, so this is it, just to clarify what the, the number growth. means this is concurrent active members right uh-huh. um so people who have uh, an active membership not a lapsed one at any given moment um Obviously, I think as a whole, we have I a vastly larger number of members than that, but this is concurrent active memberships all at the same time. And it's a huge milestone. Had never before been hit and very, very as, you know, as, as you know, very exciting for the future, I think, of over-the-board chess to see that this has occurred. Um, right. And I can provide a little context, actually, which, which is interesting. We were on track to hit this number probably sometime in 2020 had the pandemic not occurred, the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it took quite a while to recover from that, but we have now made it all the way back and in fact surpassed the 100K mark um, just this month. And there's going to be a commemorative Blitz tournament, by the way, you should totally play, um, to uh, celebrate the achievement for U.S. chess members only. It's going to be on chess.com, just a fun thing with prizes. Only because... uh both of us love America so much. That's <laughs> we'll, the only reason. You will play? That is why? Uh, sure. Nice. Yes, yes I will. <laughs> Excellent. We need, we need the Gopal results to rep the show. Um, I have uh, become feeble in my old age, and my, my blitz is nowhere near what it used to be. 
Um, but we need we need the Gopal results to rep the the CU as it were. The the CU. What is that? Oh my gosh, I'm crying a tear. The Chess Underground. Oh no. Sorry, that's that's just the the, the dis, that's just the dis, disassociation talking. You, I wouldn't take that personally if I were you. It's okay. Age of blame, the TikTok attention span. Blame my childhood. I I, I totally and, get it, man. The yeah. trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I I am right there with you. Go, Paul. This oh, this has do. been fun. Any further comments on? <laughs> oh no, go please by all means expand no, 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 or no, any no, further no, comments fine. on the uh, the. Uh, the three items we, we had on our news list, again, WR Masters Aronian, congrats. Ali mm-hmm. Reza Ferugia, Future in Fashion, and U.S. Chess Crosses 100K. Um, uh, God Bless America. Yeah, we did it. How exciting is that? Yeah. Yay. I think that that this is, um, you know, if, if the current trends continue, this is really a positive thing. So we'll see where it goes. But for now, we have more rated players than ever. Um, and, you know, hopefully a sign of, of great things to come. Absolutely. Cool. Well, go, Paul. Thank you so much. This has been fun. New Horizons, chess sketch comedy. Um, I look forward to maybe seeing some of these produced someday starring Gopal Menon. Uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, those that are interested can, uh, you know, reach out through my, uh, my fansly for a private performance. Super, super Gopal business at gmail.com, right? Yes. Okay. All right. This has been a blast. Gopal, thank you as always um, for Pete thank Karianis and for Gopal Menon. Uh, this has been Chess Underground. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Chess Underground, a U.S. chess podcast. Please check out our entire suite of podcasts, which release every Tuesday, and include Ladies' Night with Jen Shahad, as well as Chess Life cover stories and One Move at a Time with Dan Lucas. U.S. Chess would like to thank Jason Andre at Seven Season Films Photography and Media for a podcast production and editing. If you are starting your own podcast, visit www.sevenseasonfilms.com for consulting, production, and editing. Until next time, signing off, Pete Karyanis. <laughs>